This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. When it comes to Pod Meets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to 303 mile range, available two-way charging and other category defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched out electric vehicles ever. And as you know, we are tech heads. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250 plus kilowatt DC fast charger. And with the available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you find work in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. I'm up here at my parents, um, and uh, one of the things about uh, okay, so you guys have made fun of my school that I went to, but yes, uh, your school you know, where you it were was one very of much a uh, a haphazard situation. Let's <laughs> let's put it that way. Uh, my school was called Nunsuch. It was wonderful for me. It was great for a lot of kids. Uh, but yes, in, in retrospect, there was some 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 weirdness about it, and you know some some things. Uh, but one of the coolest things is that we. Uh, very illegally, we found out because it got shut down like the next year. We had welding class. Like we got oh. to like work with metal and <laughs> weld whatever we wanted to. That's where you learned how to smelt. Exactly. Yeah. That's how you made your wife's ring. <laughs> no, it's not. It, yes, it is. Was, you it made it in elementary school when, it was you, like, when you fell in love torch. with her. We were like the f- making sculptures. We were like doing like torching with metal, like torches? big, big pieces of metal. Yeah, Come dude. It was on. awesome. Oh my God. It was the greatest. Like, and like Sounds we had amazing. this one teacher who was incredible. He was also my physics teacher and my French teacher. Of course. And he was like uh, amazing yeah. with metal working. He was just a genius and all around. And he would just like sit there and work with us on whatever we wanted to make. So like I made for my parents and they still have it. I'm they, I, um, I made this um, like candle holder that like twirling, like a swirl. It took a lot of work and whatever. So it, one of the things about uh, redwood trees is they're really easy to climb. If you can get past the first 10, 15 feet, because there's right. no branches right. the first 10, 15 feet. Then once you get up there, it's like climbing a ladder. There's branches everywhere. They're all solid. And you just climb up and you can make it 100, 150 feet in the air. It's amazing. 
But there were only certain trees on our property that I, uh, we could climb because they would have like either a f- another tree fallen next to it that you could get up to, or you know, you'd have to find some way to get past the first 10, 15 feet. So in like eighth grade, I decided in my welding class to make a grappling hook. Oh, I love it. <laughs> and I spent weeks making, you know, a full on Batman grappling yes. hook. Like, I, I like, and I, and I in, in, you know, it just became this, like, it was my focus. I was like, I'm going to be able to climb so many trees. I'm going to be able to like, all we're going to trees. Right. And so like, I remember my buddy, Tim, who was like a big welder too, helped me. And like, we got this thing into perfect shape. I made this beautiful grappling hook and, and I, I even put like a little thing on the bottom so I could tie a rope to it. And man, and you know, eyelets, this was like back in the day yeah. when you couldn't just like buy grappling hooks. I'm sure now you just go on Amazon, you can find like grappling hook. What? Uh-huh. But back then, like this is, you know, you had to make this yourself. So I made this thing, brought it home. I climbed like two trees before I lost it. Before oh. just like well, somehow that sounds like about right. Yeah. I think what happened is like, I mean, it was glorious. I made it up like these, uh, there's a couple row of trees that I couldn't make it up before I made it up. But then somehow I either like left it hanging in a tree and you it, left it in a leather jacket. I left it in a leather jacket. Left, it disappeared. Did, it left, chose to leave me. You yeah. left it in an airport in a shuttle. <laughs> so I've always had this, like what happened to the great, beautiful grappling hook that I made? Did you find it? So Shiloh walks into the house yesterday. No. And he goes, well, you know what was wedged into a tree down there? You're kidding me. And so, just so we all know the difference between childhood imagination and reality, let's think about hook. the beautiful grappling yeah. hook that I had made. You know, the sleek, the ed- edgy Batman. Batman. The yes. perfect one. And now, the, <laughs> <laughs> the glory. <laughs> but I mean, it's a little rusty now. And oh. clearly got pretty bent out of shape because there's no way. But oh. this... This was the glorious. So have you not seen that since high school? Had not no since eighth grade or yeah, eighth ninth grade. grade or whatever, man. Wow, look at That's that! Look been at the glorious sitting in a tree for thirty years. Like, I have melted all of this. I had to like you know weld all the. <laughs> oh man, it's so gross. This is unbelievable. Yeah, uh, so I'm gonna take it out and try and climb some trees today. Oh yes. man, will maybe the leather jacket pictures? will come back. <laughs> maybe I'll find the leather jacket at the top of the <laughs> in tree. The top right? of That's... the tree. Oh, wow. Now I, know, I, really... I couldn't believe it. I was like, I can't believe it. I, like, I always thought, like, why would it have gone anywhere? Like, how could, it, how could a thing of metal just disappear in the woods? And sure enough, it hadn't. It just, you know, took my brother to find it some oh, 35 years or whatever. Man. Wow. <laughs> what was Shiloh out there doing? Just finding solitude? Grappling hooks. A, uh, wait, a... wait, wait, working with other yeah. grappling hooks. <laughs> 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 no, I think what happened is because where he found it is like an area where my dad collects things like um, like garbage and stuff that is found like that. So I, I think Wait, my I'm dad sorry, found you're, it probably You have probably an area where ago. your dad collects garbage? Well, we have to do dump trips. We don't have garbage. Uh, service. Well, gotcha. We do it now have garbage service, but like we used to not, we, we used to have to load all of our garbage and then like right, my dad would go it. every month or two months and take it to the dump. So there's an area of the property that is, you know, this like small little crappy section where like crap that's going to the dump goes and Shiloh found it there. So it's like, uh, so wow. obviously my dad found it probably multiple years ago, doesn't even remember and just threw it in there or threw it in that area thinking yeah. like maybe somebody needs this. And somebody wow. does. Somebody, somebody does. It. Somebody named Ryder Strong needs a 30-year-old oh, Amazing. Grappling. Unbelievable. <laughs> well, congratulations uh, to you. And now that you. I see what you're capable of making and, and the yep. beauty of it, I'm yep. going to need to see your wife's ring to see if Also it not is- great. Also <laughs> not great. <laughs> Much prettier and not as rusty, but uh, same sort of globby action, you know, like welding with just like- Can you use it to climb a tree is the yeah, question. Yeah, that's, 
Yeah. Is it also a grappling hook? Can I wait? I have <laughs> oh I have a logistical God. question about yeah. said tree climbing. So you'd mm-hmm. throw it up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you, you then climb the rope, free yes. climb the rope, or would you put your feet on the tree and use your feet and because Free climbing a rope is very difficult. Well, you have to, to have do. knots, so you can put knots in the rope, right? Right. right. So you have okay. like grips, but yeah, the idea is hopefully you can put brace yourself against the tree and just climb up. Right. Okay. And it's just the first ten feet, whatever you get to that first branch, and then you're just like, I swear, redwoods are the easiest to climb because then it's like, it's just there's branches everywhere. Um, and would so, you climb up a hundred, hundred fifty feet? Yeah, dude. Like the one, in, I mean, we got interviewed for like entertainment tonight in a redwood tree. Like they came to interview us and they were like, you guys climb those trees? And we're like, yeah. And they're like, we'll get up there and we'll do the interview from the top of a redwood tree. So we're there's actually clips somewhere. Yeah, I know. I don't know where that? it is. And I'm sure my parents have a copy of it on VHS, but like we sat in because we had our different trees. Like Shiloh had his tree. I had my tree. Like we had different, you know, and I, we'd go up there and read and hang out. Like there, Shiloh put a hammock on the top of his and I was sitting in it and it broke on me. Yeah, um, I was going to say, like, this does not sound a branch. Safe. And yeah, I was reading a book and like swinging in this thing and all, the ropes just frayed. It's terrifying. Um, but yeah, wow. but I mean, it, it, they're really easy trees to climb. Um, but you know, you, you are really high. Yeah, I mean, you have I'm, a 50% chance of dying, but they're easy. Yeah. <laughs> but you got to die to hearing. <laughs> Which is awesome. It's how we all should go. <laughs> Welcome to Pod Meets World. I'm Danielle Fischel. I'm Ryder Strong. And I'm Will Friedle. <laughs> you pulled up that theme song so fast, I'll never know. Oh my gosh. So good. As a podcast focus on reliving memories from our past, I can tell you firsthand, as you get older, your memory just isn't as reliable as it used to be. Yeah, if we didn't have Will here, there would be a lot of dead air. (laughs) That is true, Robert. Well, guys, since I know you need a little help, you're going to love Legacy Box. It's the safest way to digitize your home videos and pictures, even when you think you don't have a way to watch them anymore. Oh, this is perfect, especially with Mother's Day right around the corner. It really is the perfect gift for the whole family, whether it's a sweet 16 or college graduation. First steps or performing a Backstreet Boys dance in between scenes on your childhood network sitcom. This is the way to reconnect with your history. The process is so easy. You just fill your legacy box with old VHS or camcorder tapes, pictures, negatives, film reels. I mean, they even work with over 15 different types of analog media, so they have you covered. Then you just send the box back and their team professionally digitizes everything by hand in the U.S. And you'll get it all back on the cloud or on a thumb drive along with your originals. I recently sent off my first box to Legacy Box, and I got into my old storage unit and found about 40 tapes, all different media, and I was able to label each one and send it off. I cannot wait to see what these tapes hold. Jensen and I also recently got some of his home videos digitized, and being able to hear his parents' voices again has been a real gift. So join over 1.5 million families that have trusted Legacy Box with their memories. Go to LegacyBox.com slash world to save 60% during their best Mother's Day sale ever. It's time to connect with your past and make sure those memories are preserved properly. That's LegacyBox.com slash world. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves 
and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. Summer is steadily approaching, and you know what that means. Wearing a shirt at the beach so I don't look like a sad radish for the entire vacation? Okay, maybe. Being thirsty? Yes, Ryder, you got it. It is time to go outside and bask in the glory that is sunshine with barbecues and hikes and trips to exotic locations. With your shirt on. Yes, with your shirt on. It is time to jump into a camper van with your son and your wife and... Torture everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, with all these summer activities, it's so important that you stay hydrated. And we're here to tell you all about Liquid IV. It has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick. It's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. You just rip open a packet and pour it into your water and bam, you're hydrating with electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. But most importantly, it tastes good. It's so easy and perfect after a workout, which I do to replenish after a nice long run. And you can travel with Liquid IV right there in your pocket. Add it to a water on a flight or after a big night when you need just a little assistance to get up in the morning. Tear, pour, live more. One stick plus 16 ounces of water hydrates better than water alone. And with sugar-free flavors like white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and lemon lime, you can't miss. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code WORLD at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code WORLD at liquidiv.com. Okay, well, welcome to this episode of Pod Meets World. We are recapping season four, episode three. I ain't gonna spray lettuce no more. It originally aired on October 4th, 1996. Before we jump into our recap, I wanted to let you guys know that we recently got an email from listener Melissa B, who wanted to clarify some recent questions we had about adoption and uh, guardianship. So she said, I am an adoption worker in Michigan, and I wanted to add to your discussion about guardianship and adoption. You guys summed it up really well, but I wanted to add that a guardianship dissolves when a child turns 18 versus the adoption is meant to be a lifelong and forever family. So adoption is a a more permanent goal Mm. than guardianship. Mm -hmm. Nice. So that makes sense that any sort of guardianship you have uh, is for only the time you're a minor. And interesting dissolves the minute that person becomes of legal adult right, just age. overseeing them through that period. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I also I don't do social media much, but I'm guessing when I do do it, I, I you don't do do. I did. Uh, I wouldn't cry as much as at the guardianship uh, videos as much as I do the ones where the kids find out they're getting adopted and like burst into tears. So that that's a difference, too. I think. Yeah, I just think that saying, is a difference. we usually can tell the difference and stuff by whether or not you cry at it. Correct. Especially because. You don't cry. I don't. I don't. <laughs> Occasionally. Again, guardianship. Th- those will do it. The- and <laughs> Sullivan Blue's letter from Civil War does it every time. <laughs> <laughs> so our synopsis for today's episode, Alan quits his job at the grocery store without discussing it with Amy. So in retaliation, Amy promises to also make a drastic decision without consulting the rest of the family. Nervous about the turn of events, Corey has Sean give him tips on being poor. It was directed by Jeff McCracken. It was written by Mark Blutman and Howard Buskang. And guest starring incredible character actor Dick O'Neill as Mr. Kimball. 
You may recognize him from The Jerk or around a hundred different TV shows, including Home Improvement, L.A. Law, Cheers, Car 54, Where Are You? And three episodes of MASH! Woo! And three three good episodes of MASH, too. Are really. they, really? Oh, yeah. A- absolutely. Yeah, he was in Eight Across. He was in, yeah, he, yes, he's. So did you talk some... to him about this while he was here this week? I can't remember. Oh, I must no. have. I mean, I must, must have. have, but I can't remember because I knew, you know, he played Admiral Cox. And and so, uh, yeah, I mean, I had to have. But he was, a, yeah, huge character actor, especially a, across television. Yeah, amazing. Absolutely. Sadly, so cool. he actually passed away two years after this Boy Meets World appearance oh, at the wow. age of only 70. I was going to oh. say, he doesn't seem that old. He's not yeah. old at all. Oh, that sucks. So as if as if that wasn't enough character actor magic, we also have George Weiner, who appears as Frank, and it would be impossible to not recognize him. He was everywhere in the 80s, including his scene-stealing role as Colonel Sanders in Spaceballs. He has over 200 credits, all in the family, Fletch, 57 episodes of Hill Street Blues, Married with Children, The Devil's Advocate, Not Another Teen Movie. It goes on forever. And he is still working, appearing in A Million Little Things, Reboot, and Loot just last year. So Yeah, he's been around forever. Yeah, Awesome in Fletch, too. Oh, so funny. So great. So, do you guys want to talk overall impressions of the episode? I thought it was a totally... Fine episode. <laughs> I liked I it. Loved it. <laughs> I liked loved it too. It? Yeah, I did. I, mean, I, I liked loved it, it too. I did. I loved, I loved it. watching Rusty. It was I so did. good. I loved watching Betsy. Yeah, Rusty. Rusty has been given. Oh, having them and and I really, in particular, loved that when uh, that kitchen scene and she goes, "Okay, you get to do that." So do I. And for right. one thing, the tension is so high at the, mm-hmm. at the opening of it. And part of it, I feel like, is because there was very little audience reaction. It felt very, mm-hmm. like, quiet and still in there, which made mm-hmm. it feel very ominous. Um, but the thing I loved is that my first thought, and probably what petty, angry little Danielle would do, is I'd want to make a bad decision. Like I was, I was thinking like purposefully to, uh, to make him go, Oh, I shouldn't do this. Like, and that's where I thought, I wonder what she's going to do. It's going to be some almost vindictive. That's the first place I went to is that her decision. Hmm. I sold the house. I'm divorcing you. I'm I'm whatever. I'm, you know, something. I'm taking a lover. Correct. Something like that. Uh, And instead it's, it's awesome. just, and yeah. I love that it was her, that it's hers, that like this yeah. major life decision ended up being because of Amy. And we, cause yeah. we have often said, why couldn't it have been Amy? Why couldn't Amy yeah. do this? And in this one it was, and I didn't remember it and I didn't see it coming. And, um, so I really liked it. Yeah. I, I have to say so far season four starting gangbusters. We're three yeah, for three. Four solid. Yeah, we. I don't know that I loved one as I much it. as yeah. I loved two and three. Yeah. One I liked. I liked yeah. it. I was on board for it. There were some things that I was like, "Huh," but boy, two and three. And now, what is this? Is this four? No, this is three. This is three. three. Yeah, this is two three. and three. Yeah. I, I'm very happy really, with season really four so far. And that's what everybody said. Everybody said, "Oh, you guys are going to love season four. We're like, yeah, I don't but we're know only about three that. episodes in. Settle so down. far, settle though. Down. So settle far, down. I'm happy. Settle. I'm happy we've made it this far because it's great. Writer, what are your thoughts? You said it was a fine episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it just it it, um, it felt very like you know tight, good, but also a little more like uh, 
sitcom-y. I guess. Ah, that's exactly what like, I was going to say. The kids yeah. on the stairs and some of yeah. my responses are yeah. very kind of sitcom-y. Absolutely. Yeah, it felt very yeah. like, it was like a, which which is great. I mean, that's what we are. Yeah, I uh, I guess I'm just used to Boy Meets World always having a little bit of weirdness to it or a little bit yeah. of like uneven, like, and besides the dramatic uh, like ends of scenes, which I thought were a little like, whoa, that's cool and good. Uh, there wasn't that much that stood out or would separate this from like a home improvement episode or yeah. like a solid other family sitcom, you know? Uh, and that's, so that that's just a little of that secret sauce that now I've come to expect from our show. And instead it was like a pretty run-of-the-mill sitcom episode, you know, yeah. which is good and totally fine. Um, uh, but it it did feel like a different show in part maybe because I just haven't seen these actors carrying the show. Um, right. And so maybe that's part of what I'm feeling is just like, it felt like a different show or I could sort mm-hmm. of see it as a sitcom because it's, you know, it's not Corey, it's not Sean, it's not Eric, uh, it's not Topanga. Like we're there, but this was clearly just being driven by Rusty and um, Betsy, which is mm-hmm. great for them, but it, uh, it didn't feel as familiar. I'm not as comfortable in it. Um, right. And the guest and the guest cast, all the guest cast were adults. It wasn't kid, right. you know, it, right. it was the, so right. the storyline was all driven by adults, which is something yeah. we haven't really seen before. I I did I felt the same way about it being sitcommy, but I felt like in a weird way we needed a sitcommy episode. Yeah. Like one that was kind of like a the kids cleanser. on the stairs. Yeah. Like a sorbet. <laughs> yeah. You know, the well, kids are on the like stairs. This is a and totally yeah. serviceable Boy Meets World episode. You know, yeah. like this would be in the top 50. Everyone would watch and be like, yeah, totally. But is it is it memorable? I mean, beyond the fact that we now yeah. introduce the store. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't know if there's a line I would quote or a beat. I don't know. It just kind of like came and went. But I had a couple good. lines I mean, in this that uh, I would quote quite a bit. And yeah, one of them was I'm right good. at the, that. Yeah, we was, it all I know. Yes, because you were doing straight up Seinfeld like three different yes. times in this but episode. Tony so made funny. fun of me for that. And I, that's why I thought he was in this episode because he would say that to me all year. Gap, it's Gap. Yeah, I know. And yeah. I'm like, wait, is Tony not even in this episode? That well, I used poopery. to say that when you did the Seinfeld line reading, what, like last season, I remember this is the line that I always remembered and we would always right. quote to you. <laughs> yeah. it's and, but I, then I was like, did Will ever actually say that on the show? Or did we just do this offset? So to hear that it was actually on the show, it's like, oh, okay. No, and it's so it. blatantly Seinfeld. I like mean, it is so, so blatantly Seinfeld. Well, it's not. It's like an homage, right? I, yeah. I, I'm assuming that the idea was to do Seinfeld, right. Like for yeah. a beat. But yeah. it was so blatant. It was just. It, I wasn't trying to hide anything. No. <laughs> well, jumping into our recap, we start in the Matthews kitchen. Eric comes down the stairs, announcing to Amy he's going to do something he hasn't done in a very long time. He then hugs her and says, "Hold me, mommy." Amy pats his back and comforts him. He only applied for one job. There are plenty more out there. In his best Seinfeld impression, Will slash Eric complains, it wasn't just any job, it was the Gap. (laughs) If anyone should be working at the Gap, it's me. Look, I'm Gap. As he shows off his white t-shirt, sweater vest combo, Eric tells her, even in the shower, I'm Gap. I'm Gap. It's so funny. (laughs) Amy asks if he put, put that on in his interview. And Eric says they told him he wasn't qualified. So he told him a monkey could work there. Right then, Corey walks downstairs and says he was walking by the Gap yesterday and they had a monkey selling jeans. Eric shouts, I gave them that idea. Corey responds, next time you go out for a job, wear a diaper and smoke a cigar. People like that. And it's here, I realized, at the beginning of the episode. I was just going to say that. I was going to, I know exactly where you're going. And I was like, it can't be what? this. It can't it, be this. And it has to be it because it's the only one. About. So on Disney Plus, where I was watching it, 
It says up at the top that so it's happy. TVY7 for tobacco a smoking. Depi- yeah, tobacco yes. depiction. I saw that too. I saw that too. Okay. And I was like, and wait, was are, did we ever it's smoke on the show? What is happening? I no, said but the it did same it last thing. episode too because of the pipe in Ben's oh. mouth when he did Mr. But Potato that Head. made sense at least a little bit. He's, well, he's using a pipe or he's putting the pipe in right, his mouth. But this one is a reference to- I said yeah. that to Sue. I was like, did we, did we smoke? Did somebody smoke? And she went, well, no, there's the cigar reference. I was like, oh, it can't be that. Yeah. That was it. Isn't it funny? It's I know. so weird. I'm so I glad you mentioned it. that. <laughs> so funny. It's about a monkey smoking. <laughs> we had to do it. Yeah, that we talk about. You don't even see the monkey smoking a cigar. You don't even Those see monkeys it. can put on a lot of peer pressure, guys. Yeah, you oh, have no right. idea. What it, when you Honestly, see a monkey smoking, when what do you, you want to do? When you see how cute a what monkey is smoking or how cool a monkey is smoking. Yeah, I would rather yeah. you do heroin, Danielle. I would <laughs> yeah. rather you do Seriously. heroin. Yeah. I'm not sure I I'm not <laughs> sure I agree with that. <laughs> no, sure. First time I ever bought weed was from a monkey. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. th- this this first exchange <laughs> know is it's when the gateway drug. <laughs> this exchange is when I was I mean like even just hearing you do the synopsis that is like the most sitcom run of jokes. Right. Oh, it's yeah. Like, yeah. oh it is. The it gap is. the I was saw the a monkey. monkey and then here comes saw a monkey and then he was smoking you should smoke. It was just like bit, 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 bit. Yeah. that Very is like when I, like when it into my head I was like oh this is like Jokey McJoke episode. Like, this is just going to be this. It's going to keep him rolling. Okay. (laughs) Right. And by the way, we, I forgot to mention one of Ben's best episodes in a long time. He is so funny in this episode. He kills it. He's great. Again, when he is a supporting comic, like relief guy, he goes for it in a way that I think he he doesn't when he has to carry the show. And so Corey's allowed to just be so funny. He's having so much fun. He's having so much fun in this episode. And like, yeah, even in this little exchange, you could tell he's just like loves coming in and being able yeah. to sing and walk away. It's so yeah. fun. They've also completely now changed his look. We talked about this last time, but yeah. he is yeah. now fully tucked he's committed in. committed to yeah. tight yeah. shirts tucked in tucked with in a belt. With a belt, yep. Yeah, yeah. So uh, a grumpy Alan appears just as Morgan comes in from the living room asking for $25 for a class picture. Alan's surprised it's that much money. How big is your class? Morgan responds, the teacher said if I don't pay today, they're going to airbrush me out. Alan opens his wallet. Fine, fine. Take, take. Corey butts in, telling Alan to keep his wallet open because he has pictures too. Alan asks what grade he's in, which Corey responds, 11. Alan snaps his wallet shut. We've got enough of you. Also, 11th grade? Yep. That means Eric should have gone to college three years ago. Right. This is boy meets world math. Yeah, it's total boy meets world because that means that Eric would then be a junior in college. In by college, this point. Yeah, yeah, had he gotten in, yeah, it doesn't I make any sense. It doesn't make any you sense. You started in tenth grade, and we started in sixth grade, right? Right, and then they jumped you ahead, season yeah. two. All right. Again, we had two little sisters. I know. You know <laughs> what? Moving right along doesn't matter. I just wanted. I just was like, yeah, oh, same. Okay, it's same. at least said out loud. He's we're in eleventh grade, and yep. so next year when we graduate, it won't be yeah. a shock. Then it's a shock a little bit now. right now. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, and I love that joke. We have enough pictures of you. Alan begrudgingly opens his wallet again and says, again, fine, fine, take, take. He adds he's going to work Sundays, even though he's not thrilled working there on weekdays. He takes a stand. He's going to do something about his job. Eric stands up. You can't quit. I can't support this family. I am not a monkey. (laughs) Alan's a little confused, but he lets it go. And then Alan says he's going to ask for a raise. Amy asks if that will make him happy, and he responds, happier than I am now, and I'm not coming back into this house until I get it. And he exits. And then... 
Still in the Matthews kitchen. Optical flip. Alan is standing awkwardly outside when Morgan asks, why is dad outside? Amy opens the door and asks, you didn't get it. Alan excitedly says he actually did get it. He told Pete they need to talk, and Pete told him there's nothing to talk about. Here's $5,000. Amy's happy to hear this news, telling Alan, come inside, sit in a nice chair. Alan admits he thinks he could have gotten even more. Amy insists, then sit in the nice chair and use the nice phone and call Pete and ask for it. Alan is admits, Pete, now do we know, I, I wonder if our, our listeners will know, is Pete the same boss that he had to confront in the Shady Melon episode? Remember? Because oh, that was what the whole oh, Shady Melon was. Right. Was just, he, he pra- him practicing... Maybe. Going in to talk to his boss. I wonder right. if the name Pete was used back then. I don't know. I don't, know. I don't mm. remember a name being used back then. I do, but I remember it as Shady Melon. Right. right. <laughs> so that's, yeah, that doesn't help. <laughs> so Alan admits calling Pete wouldn't make much sense. Then he spills the beans, telling Amy, I don't work there anymore. I quit. Amy and the kids look at him shocked while Alan acts like it's no big deal. He goes on with his dinner, asking Corey to pass him the potato. Potatoes. Not just one potato, potatoes, whole potatoes. Oh, let's pass them all, please. He goes on with his dinner, asking Corey to pass him the potatoes. And Will, you look like you were going to break here. Did you see I was it? just saying, so Ben, if you watch, I rewound it like three times. If you okay, watch totally the exchange, Ben and I are like in the corners of the frame, like right. just in the corner. Ben, for some reason, does this. He put, he says oh. like, shh, to me. And I look you like I am about to lose it. Yeah. They then cut to singles of us where we're right. obviously and fine, fine, and then they cut back, back and I'm line. losing it again. So do you think he just mm. improvised, or just in one take, went like this to keep you from laughing, and or, that actually made you laugh more? Yeah, or <laughs> I was whispering something to him as a joke. Well, I couldn't see doing oh, that wow. over Rusty. Like, yeah. So something had happened where, and if you watch it again, we I am right on the verge you, of destroying it's, this It's take. so great because you are, you're, you're like this. Yeah, it was bad. And it's you, right when he says, I quit? Yes. No, it's right okay. when like he right says, after, could you right? pass me the potatoes? That's what it, yeah. And okay. he looks toward I, you Ben. You know that Ben had some in-joke that he had been saying all week during rehearsal yes. just for you guys that he would never be able to say in front of the audience. You Correct. know what I mean? Like, Probably. Either making fun of the word potatoes or like, you know, get your own potatoes or something. So, and then yeah. you guys knew it was coming. Uh, <laughs> or were thinking about it. Yes. yes. So he, he, does, he like starts this. with this gesture and oh then God, I'm like so funny. trying it's, not to Oh, it was very funny. And was. I was like, yeah. I wonder what was going on there. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Oh. Uh, and so this is where I was thinking, like, it feels like there were laughs in it, but it felt felt like maybe this was shot without an audience. It feels mm. very quiet, like, mm. which I think adds to the drama. I felt yeah. very much like, and I guess part of that is maybe what you guys mentioned that I hadn't really thought of is that it, it added a little bit more of the sitcom element of like the bomb dropping and the faces all going, ooh. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. there was no audience ooh to it. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it just felt very dramatic. There were several times in this episode where one of us looked like we were going to break. And this, the one of the reasons this episode might feel sitcom-y is because this is one of the episodes where we were just trying to make each other laugh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we would go over the top more like with, I'm Gap. Like I'm trying to make right. you you all laugh and sometimes you can read that now that I'm totally. watching it back it's like ooh we- there's another moment coming up here in the hallway where writer I have yes. to really talk about it it's so and I love it but I'm also like do you remember what was going on okay yeah. so we're back in the Matthews kitchen after a very serious commercial break Corey still in shock says we're going to be poor but Alan assures him they won't Amy asks how could he do this without even discussing it with her Alan shrugs we're discussing it now she's relieved so and all asks, of that was our cold open yeah. Leading yeah. to Alan Quinn. That's a long cold open, long. right? That's like yeah. a good five, 
minutes or yeah. four minutes at least. Yeah. yeah. And it's two scenes, but in the same set, right? Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So the first three scenes all take place all in the, in the kitchen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Plus a monkey smoking. So and a smoking a monkey. 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 Tv Y for monkey smoking. Tv Y seven. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, monkey in a diaper smoking. <laughs> So Amy's relieved and she asks, oh, so no decision was made. And Alan responds, no, a decision was made. Now it's time for the very important discussion that follows the making of a decision. (laughs) Amy tells him, if we had discussed this before a decision was made, I might have gently pointed out that we have children to feed and bills to pay. Corey looks longingly out the window and says, bye-bye car. Bye-bye car. Alan assures her he'd never put this family at risk. They have a little money saved and one day he hopes to go into business for himself. That way Eric can come work for me. And then Eric, now a new Nepo baby, proudly tells everyone, you hear that? I'm going to be responsible for the well-being of this family. Corey then sadly says, bye-bye house, while giving it the same cute little wave. And I love these these, these asides with Corey work so well. Uh, It's one of these examples of like where editing and camera cuts are like make everything happen. Because if you actually watched him get up off the kitchen table, move to the door and then say bye-bye car, not funny. But you just cut to like a postcard of him saying, Bye bye car. The rhythm is controlled by the editing and it's so damn funny. Yep. But I was so like, good. man, you couldn't do this in a wide. Do you know what I mean? You have right. to do that in singles. You have to cut away. It makes it so punchy and great. It is so funny. It's also, that's exactly what we talk about when there's perfect comedic relief where what's mm-hmm. going on over here is yes. very like heavy and serious. And then in and then just like, a, an instant, you're away. into a really funny moment. You, yeah. get a, you get a little relief from the tension and then you're back right into the tension. Yes. Yes. It's it's just incredible. Yeah. It's also a very real adult conversation exactly like, how can you make a decision like this without consulting me first Punctuated it happens all the time by also very real kid fears yeah oh, right that are funny yeah my car exactly. my, house. my house Every, what am I yeah, we're gonna everything. be poor we're gonna yeah. be poor yeah it, it just great so alan i'm trying Amy, to remember how does this relate to the when didn't isn't this exactly what what alan did when he bought the minivan a little bit. That oh, was, no, he, yeah. he, he, she had made the decision, but not fully made the decision. And then he just went and pulled the trigger. Is that what happened? Right, because that, yeah. it took her yeah. too long. Okay. She had been sitting on it apparently for a few months. And yeah. he decided. And I already picked the color and the model. So he right. went and bought it. Right. Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> so Alan tells Amy, there's nothing to worry about. I made a good decision. Amy responds, fine. I made one too. Alan asks what decision that is, and she says, if you're allowed to make a a unilateral decision about something which affects this entire family, then so am I. And Alan asks, well, what decision are you going to make? Amy shrugs, I don't know yet, but one day I will make a decision which affects this entire family because you did. And our relationship is an equal partnership, isn't it? Alan suspiciously responds, yes. Amy fake comforts him, but don't you worry because I'll talk it over with you afterwards. (laughs) And that's, again, another moment where I was like, the tension in this scene and with this family right now is so high. And I'm not really used to that. Like, I I don't know that I felt so much. um, Because even though we've talked about the comedic relief moments that Ben provided with those quick cuts and stuff, the fact that the family tension between Betsy and Rusty is still so high. I was like, it's, I feel yeah. like we're on shaky foundation and I don't know what's going to happen. And they're and I doing it, it in front of their kids and all yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I normally do not bring this stuff up. Uh, it's just weird to talk about kind of, but Betsy is so pretty in this scene. I know. <laughs> She is, I was looking at her like, she's astoundingly good looking, but people. she was, yeah. you know, she's yeah, but you know that with looking. Rusty, but for some yeah. reason, I don't know if it's like angle, the lighting, she was st- 
stunning in this. I know. I feel like this whole episode for her is a really, awesome. really great episode. She looks she's so given comfortable. something to do. I know. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah, she's yeah. an actor. Yeah. She's not just like, yeah, you know, mom in the background or one-off lines. She actually right. has like intention. She has layers. She has like subtlety. It's great. It's, yeah. Yeah. it's a really she, it, great episode for her. Gosh, I love it. So then we're in the school hallway. Corey, who is now fully committed to tight collared shirts and belts, as I mentioned, is telling Sean the story of the whole sad mess he finds himself in. Sean responds, wow, and to think you were my only rich friend. Corey corrects him, comfortable, never rich. Sean tells him, indoor plumbing, rich. Rich. Mm-hmm. I love <laughs> rich. Sean's yeah. definition of, of rich. Well, of well, rich. I just <laughs> yeah. love it. I love the end of the scene, too. Like, you Me slept too. inside last night. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, with with I can't work with this. I can't work with this. It's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. So Corey yeah. tells him. This is a him, great B story. Yeah, it, so it, it's, great. It's short and it's not much. Like we don't have much to do, but all the little beats are are really fun. So yeah. funny. Corey tells him, "Well, whatever they were, they aren't that anymore." He never realized how easy he had it. Sean laughs. You had it easy, all right. And here's where you are like you're about to break, breaking yep. while also talking. <laughs> really? Yep. Yes, it's so I funny. Didn't... I wanted to ask you because you say you had it easy, all right. You with your breakfast in the morning, your lunches in the afternoon, your dinners at night. Eaters, your eaters, eaters, your eaters, and then you start like you start laughing. I'm losing it. Yeah, yes, it's so. <laughs> I actually good. didn't read it that way. I, that's funny. I was, I didn't. I usually like could tell that I'm breaking. I didn't think I well, was. Well, that's breaking, the thing but... is that I didn't know that it was a break. It felt like there was a choice you were making with your mouth, like you mm-hmm. were imitating someone else, like hmm. you, similar to the way Will was doing Seinfeld. Yes, I was like, are you doing? Hannibal Lecter, are you doing? Because you were like, you were like, your breakfasts. It was like there was a growl to your mouth. Uh It was, and Uh I didn't know. I was like, is it a break or is there something? I don't. I didn't read it as a break. I didn't read it as a break. I didn't. I didn't read it as a great performance. (laughs) It's not that. I I feel like there's an inside joke you don't remember. No, I mean, in general, like watching my performance this episode, I feel like there's, I'm, I'm again, low energy. Like I'm doing, like mm. I'm, I'm sort of holding back or like not committing for some reason. Like I can tell that I, again, might, might not have liked this episode or, right. or just didn't, didn't, because I didn't have much to do. Like I'm just there for the jokes. So I think I'm right. just kind of feeling like joke delivery machine. So I can, I can, I could tell that I'm not into it. Like I'm not fully committing. All wow. It's so funny. I, I wouldn't, I didn't really, I didn't pick up on that uh, at all. The only scene that I was like, oh, I was having fun was me and Corey and Chubby's. For whatever reason, oh, I was like, yeah. Ben and I are having fun there. And I liked doing that. But like all of this stuff, I was like, I can tell I'm just kind of phoning it in. But, and again, you know, to me, whatever. the eaters it was another <laughs> sign. It's exactly what Daniel's saying. It's another sign that we were like trying to make each other laugh. We're yeah. going bigger yeah. with jokes. Like let's bigger. see how big we can That's get. That's probably true. Yeah. That's probably true. Is like Ben and I were probably, yeah, I probably was doing a new reading on yes, this moment that, right. you know, to just yes. try and make him break or something. Yeah, yes. I don't know. Yep. But I don't think I was breaking. Usually I can tell when I was breaking. Okay. I yeah, I feel like there was some sort of inside joke. There was something right. going on. And Corey, Ben, also looks like he might break, but he doesn't. Yep. He right. responds, they put the food in front of me. And Sean tells him, you're my friend and I'm going to teach you how to be poor. It's not going to be easy. And then he says, because you come from a world of many pants, which <laughs> I pants. Love. A world of many pants is a great line. It's yeah. a great line. Perfect line. It's not going to be easy to teach you how to be poor because you come from a world of many pants. I, I know. So good. Just they love it. The, they put the pants in front of me. I love exactly. that. Exactly. His response. That's too. exactly. They put the pants in front of me. Sean admits Corey sounds sincere. When was the last time you slept inside? Corey answers. Last night, Sean throws his hands up in the air and walks away. I can't work with you. I can't work with you. <laughs> uh, 
And then our recent high school graduate, Eric, walks in, sashaying through the hall, uh, saying hi to students, pretending he's some cool older guy. He stops when he sees Feeny. Hey, Mr. Feeny. It's so weird that Eric's already graduated. Like, yeah. When you walked in and you were doing your thing, I was like, why is he doing this whole bit? And I was like, oh, right. He's he doesn't supposed belong to be here. here. Yeah. He's now the creepy like, guy still hanging out at high school. Yeah. yeah. It's just weird that we've already done every episode of, of, of him Eric in high school. And, yeah. yeah. I know. It's a little bit yeah. bummer. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. We talk a lot about moms on this podcast and how important they are to us. Absolutely. Without Jen Fischel, what pictures would we post on our social media? But above and beyond all the incredible mom things they did for us, laundry, dinners, let us travel to Los Angeles alone to chase our dreams of acting. Will, what what else was your mom doing? Uh, My mom was also running all three courts in Connecticut while authoring books. Wow. Well, whether your mom was a legal trailblazer or just the greatest source of inspiration and care in the world, this Mother's Day, she deserves some flowers. You're right. And that's why I'm sending mine farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And while I'm teaching you things, how about 25% off your entire Books order so you can join us in treating our mothers to a beautiful arrangement? Love it. Here's why I like the Books company. They are different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano. That's really cool. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Your mom is unique, so she deserves flowers just as special. And Books is simple. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to Books.com and use promo code WORLD for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com promo code WORLD. Books, promo code world. When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ioniq 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. Say teched-out again. Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose. Well, either way, the Hyundai Ioniq 5 is a tech-forward electric SUV. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve, forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia. And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. Backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. 
Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. Hey, Mr. Feeney, how's it going by and by? Feeney responds, fine, by and by. Then asks Eric, how does it feel to be back in the old school hall? And boy, I'm really happy to see the, the two of you back together. I know, it's it great, It feels isn't it? nice. I love it. Eric looks around. They miss me, don't they? Feeney says, yes, we've brought in a crisis counselor to help the students deal with their loss. Eric agrees. I think that's a great way to begin the healing <laughs> process. Mm-hmm. Feeney stares at him and Eric realizes he wasn't being serious. Feeney asks, I take it you're here to set up a tutoring sch- schedule? Eric admits that he was, but now he doesn't think tutoring is going to be necessary for him. Feeney reminds him, I thought we agreed. Colleges look favorably on students who acknowledge their scholastic shortcomings and try to rectify them. Eric says his dad is starting a family business and has generously offered him a position within the firm, so his future is assured. Feeney questions, what kind of business is it? Eric thinks for a second and admits, I don't know, but doesn't really matter because this weekend the Matthews men are at- attending the Be Your Own Boss Franchise Exposition Opportunity Extravaganza <laughs> at the airport Comfort Inn. Feeney exhaustingly shakes his head and says, where dreams are born. <laughs> where dreams are born. <laughs> so I like my like whatever follow-up. read in this. In this uh, it's so good. It's yeah. fantastic. Whatever. Uh, it's like a follow-up joke to the... North Southwestern University. Yeah, exactly. you know, it's like the same sort of absurd yep. name with Feeney. All you have to do is just cut to Feeney's face afterwards. And, and, and being, so yeah, good. exactly. First of all, pretty sure I still have that jacket. Really? Yes. Oh, the, wait. The, the leather I sleeves. You. That's and the, blue and brown. Yes. I'm I pretty like sure I still have that. I mean, wait, not, not if Disney's listening. If Disney's listening, I don't. Right. But right. if they are coming for you, pretty sure I have that jacket. You still have that sock too, I don't t- you? Don't. Shh. Ixnay on the Oxay. Okay. (laughs) So then we get an exterior of the airport comfort in. Yes. And once we're inside, some more expensive looking set design. We've got Mm -hmm. money in season four. Yeah, Mm -hmm. clearly. Eric dressed in a tie and perhaps a suede jacket. Yeah, I'm rocking the suede. Can I I tell my favorite suede story about Will? (laughs) I love that you have a suede story about Will. Oh, God. I don't know this. Well, can I share it? Sure. Let's see if Ryder remembers. (laughs) So when we were in Philly, there was a night that you and Ryder had a couple of drinks. (laughs) And Will had gone shopping that day. And I joined you guys late after you had had a couple drinks. Yeah. And Will, this is when we were upstairs in the at yes, the, at the, in the Irish pub, yeah. pub, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. I, <laughs> I remember this night. Will, who has recently started enjoying in the very slightest amount buying clothes and figuring out a style for himself. Trying. 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 Trying to be like, you know, I actually do feel good when I put in some effort to what I want to wear. And so he had gone shopping that day. So he was excited <laughs> to tell me about his purchases. <laughs> and he goes. <laughs> Gosh, I we went Sue and I went to Banana Republic today, and I bought a I bought a really nice hoodie. It's really nice. It's suede, and I go a suede. A suede hoodie. And he goes, yeah, it's really nice. And I I looked at the price tag, and I was like, Sue, why is this why is this so expensive? And she was like, because it's suede. And I was like, 
suede. Yeah, and then I bought I bought a suede jacket too. I bought a suede jacket, <laughs> and I was like, huh, wow, I didn't. I, I, you know, I don't ever think I've seen a suede hoodie. Yeah, it's really nice. It's really nice. Suede. <laughs> so then I see him like, I don't know, a few days later, and he's wearing a gorgeous cashmere hoodie. <laughs> and I go, wow, look at that. That's nice. And he goes, yeah, this is the one I bought that day that I told you about. And I go, oh, cashmere. He goes, yeah, it's cashmere. And I go, that's not what you said that night. <laughs> you kept saying it was suede. He's like, I don't remember that. <laughs> I don't remember that. I don't remember that mistake. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't remember Have that Have we met all. before? <laughs> cashmere versus suede. I love it. And I get, yeah, the next day she was like, that's, okay, don't you understand? That's that's yeah. not suede. I'm like, of course it's not suede. It's cashmere. She's like, and, and like totally knew. to be very questioning about a suede hoodie makes perfect sense, by the way. Because like a suede jacket, you could be like, yeah, that's a thing. Sure, a suede but jacket. a suede hoodie? I was like, a wow, No, it was a suede hoodie and a suede sweater is what I, because I, I bought a sweater and a hoodie. Oh, right, right. That and were for both, both of those, I was like, oh, wow, this is a lot. But the hoodie, I was like, like they're huh. suede. I want to, I want, I know that what he's saying, he wants me to give him uh, an excited response oh to this. He's saying it because he wants me to be happy for him. But all I keep thinking about is a suede hoodie sounds disgusting. <laughs> I don't want to see a suede. This doesn't sound comfortable at all. It sounds, like, it sounds uh, awful. Well, I'm not sure you're going to. And you spent a lot of money on it, huh? Yeah, this is why I don't drink a lot. <laughs> it just can imagine how hot a suede hoodie is. <laughs> I want somebody to now make and send us suede hoodies. That's okay, a, that would anyway. be very expensive. It's just my favorite. It's my, one of my favorite Will stories. So I thought this is the perfect place to, to tell it. So Eric tells yeah. Alan, somewhere out there lies our bright, shining future. They're trying to decide where to start. And Alan decides, well, since he's been in food his whole life, they can eliminate everything from spaghetti in a bag to dust falafel sergeant. And then we see a man nearby dressed like a sergeant passing out falafel. Dust falafel sergeant. Just the <laughs> no, words are this funny. Is one of the. It, the second, like, German-based food joke. Right. Because then we're into, like, strudel, strudel. Yeah, that's in the right, next yeah. scene, right? I was, Bavarian. And I was trying to find the connection. I was like, what? Is this German food is funny. Ger- I was like, what Wiener is Wiener schnitzel, bratwurst. It's just words. It's just funny <laughs> right. words. It and, like, strudel. <laughs> it's all, this is all very funny words. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, and Eric adds that since he's been in school his whole life, he wants to eliminate anything where you have to shower with guys. What <laughs> job would that be? <laughs> what are we eliminating? It's, <laughs> what? It, it's very strange. Yeah. We are and by the way, the whole time, all I'm looking at is, is the signs in the background. Behind, like, yes. Poop, poop, <laughs> stop the poop. I'm like, what is this? I know. <laughs> it's like, it's giant a little too letters frank. right yeah. behind it. Yeah. I did think that too. I thought they're giving away a joke that must oh. be coming up, but like yeah. all behind it, it just says yes. poop. Oh, because I was which... not listening to anything being yeah. said. I'm just like, what? <laughs> what is going on with the signage? There's all these hidden jokes. Yep. Uh, not so hidden. Right then, a man walks up and says, I couldn't he- help but overhear your career consternation. What you're looking for is something fresh, something new, a business with unlimited growth opportunities where you can be your own boss. Does it sound good so far? Eric immediately answers, that's exactly what we're looking for. The man asks, do you have a dog? Eric blurts out, yes. Alan has to correct him, saying they do not have a dog. Eric leans in to Alan and whispers, we'll get one. Don't blow this. Don't blow this. Eric tells the man, we have a small dog. The man explains that over 75 million Americans have a dog. And every day, those dogs leave behind a great deal of, shall we say, residue. Residue. (laughs) Alan whispers to Eric, I think we've heard enough. 
Eric stops him. Let's see where this is going. And I love this dynamic because it's exactly what you would expect for the kid fresh out of high school, eyes as big as saucers, ready to believe the first person who comes up and talks to him, this could be it, dad. I don't need, (laughs) stop ruining my chances. And for Alan to be like, I can see this coming from a mile away. This is not what we want. I just, I think it's a great dynamic. Uh, The man continues, no one is picking up this stinky mess on our lawns, on our parks, so what to do? He grabs a sample from his booth and he starts to spray mist in the air, saying it's the solution to all this. Alan recoils from the mist, but Eric asks the man, what is it? To which he responds, poo-pourri. Alan sighs and the man continues, poo-pourri, deodorizes, sanitizes, glamorize it. He sprays it directly in Eric's face and Eric smiles saying, ooh, cake. Isn't this there is a, a real product. product. It's, it's real. Yeah, I was going to say, real. I feel like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but was it real back then? It wasn't, right? No. I don't think so. And because yeah. poo is not for anything for dogs. It's for right. the humans. Yeah, it right. launched, uh, Tara just said it launched in 2007. So the, the right. current poo-pourri, you spray on the water in a toilet bowl before you go. So you walk into a bathroom. Uh, have it I thought you. it was just an after spray no, in a bathroom. No, which like is just, what they like, say. Oh, I, right. After, the smell of poo has already wafted into the air. If you mm. spray it, it creates a layer on the surface of the water. So when the poop drops in, it stays under the surface of that smell, eliminating. You, you know any, your poop. Are, are, are you selling this? Is this a I product am. that you are? Be free by Daniel Fischel <laughs> now brings you poopery. 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 By Danielle Fischel. Oh, I love that. It really is. It's a wonderful product. Uh, so yeah, anyway, it is now a real thing. I think it's wonderful. Uh, Do you actually use this stuff? Yeah, yeah. We had it. We have it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's great. All right. Well, really I guess, guess we should reach out for them for sponsors. For sponsors. This yeah. is- <laughs> I can do the ads. I can speak directly We just to did one. We're charging <laughs> overtime. Just did a 60 right there. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves, and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So, make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. We talk a lot about moms on this podcast and how important they are to us. Absolutely. Without Jen Fischel, what pictures would we post on our social media? But above and beyond all the incredible mom things they did for us, laundry, dinners, let us travel to Los Angeles alone to chase our dreams of acting. Will, what what else was your mom doing? Uh, My mom was also running all three courts in Connecticut while... Authoring books. Wow. Well, whether your mom was a legal trailblazer or just the greatest source of inspiration and care in the world, this Mother's Day, she deserves some flowers. You are right. And that's why I'm sending mine farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And while I'm teaching you things, how about 25% off your entire Books order so you can join us in treating our mothers to a beautiful arrangement? Love it. Here's why I like the Books Company. They are different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano. 
That's really cool. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Your mom is unique, so she deserves flowers just as special. And Books is simple. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to Books.com and use promo code WORLD for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com promo code WORLD. Books promo code WORLD. When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. Say teched-out again. Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose. Well, either way, the Hyundai Ionic 5 is a tech-forward electric SUV. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve, forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia. And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. Backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. Alan grabs Eric, telling him, let's go. Eric tells him, no, I want to make this my life. The poopery man continues, the figures are irrefutable. It's, if each pet-owning American purchases only one can of poopery, this franchise is worth over $40 billion. Catapulting Poopery Inc. to the number one corporation in America. Alan questions whether anyone will buy it, and the man responds, well, now you sound like my wife. Great response. <laughs> so awesome. good. Yeah. Walking away, Eric asks, so that's the leader so far, right, Dad? Alan admits, Sadly, it is, son, but there are many business opportunities to consider, and I'm sure we'll find the exact right thing for us. And then we get another little optical flip back in Matthew's kitchen. Eric is holding two plates of strudel, and there's a wide array covering the dining table. Amy asks the men, you want to open an Ogner's House of Strudel? Eric says, yes, there's 149 varieties. And every month they assure me that Frau Ogner comes out with a new flavor. Frau Ogner. Frank, I, I, you, I know that the, you know that during the week they went through like 15 versions of this. Oh, joke. I'm sure. Because this could be anything, right? Yep. Yeah. Like, it's optical flip to Eric committed to a ridiculous product. Right. And it's like, you could, I mean, you know the writer's room. Even if we didn't rehearse 15 oh, versions, yeah. they went through like 60. Oh, they just sure. sat there riffing on what it could be. And, I, and it is funny to me that they landed on just... Kind of funny word, you know, right. strudel, Frau, which again is like this German, like I, it's just, it's classic. But it's also yeah. why it makes no sense that Eric has 20 strudel that are open and mm-hmm. on disposable plates for some reason. Ready to be served. Ready yeah. to be served at the house. It's just, yeah, it's, it's a funny visual and a funny noise, essentially. It is. Yeah. I, I do imagine they had a ton of fun throwing random things that could have been out, yes. you know, out in the writer's room. I will say, 
I wish it were a non-food item since the very first thing Alan said was, I want to stay away from food. Food, yes. right. So I wish they could have picked something equally as funny, but that could have- Wasn't edible. Yeah, wasn't edible yeah. because well, then we already threw out the very first principle that Alan set us up with. Yeah. So that's, that was my- I also think wacky inventions are funny, you know, yeah. like they're, you know, really? and, and dumb wacky inventions. Like it's a knife that also right. does this, you know, right. whatever. There's like so much of an opportunity to be like, hoodie. why would anybody what, exactly want that? A suede, a suede hoodie. hoodie. <laughs> I should have opened up a suede hoodie store. A suede hoodie Swoodies. store. The Swoodies. House of Swoodies. House of Swoodies. I love it. <laughs> Eric's House of Swoodies. Do you like to be swooty? Put on our swooties. <laughs> you want to be hot even when it's freezing cold outside? <laughs> Try a swooty. <laughs> oh, Corey sadly says, so now my future depends on a Bavarian named Ogner. John warned me about this. <laughs> Amy's hoping Alan isn't buying into this strudel idea. He tells her he isn't and he hands her a pamphlet for his first choice, a Rapid Mart. It's a convenience store, and Alan figures it's a perfect for a guy like him. It's a business he already knows. Amy corrects him. It's a business you already hate. Alan explains, I hated working for somebody else. This would be different. I'd run my own store, run it my way. Amy sighs. You're still selling lettuce. You know this is not what you want. Alan gets defensive, telling Amy he can't seem to win with her. He included her in this decision like she originally wanted, but now she's trying to talk him out of something he kind of, sort of, maybe wants. <laughs> and I Great love read. that. Yep. A great read. Yep. He goes into it thinking you're going to say something that I really, really want and then kind of shows smart. you how he's really feeling. Yep. Uh, Amy jokes, with that kind of passion, who am I to stand in your way? Eric butts in and says, hello, is this obvious only to me? Strudel. Alan yells at him, nap time, and Eric walks away telling him he's right. Yeah, you're right. And again, this is another Seinfeld, right? Hello. Yeah. <laughs> it's also, th- it's these moments that made this so sitcom like, he didn't yeah. need Eric hopping in going, yes. what about the strudel? Like, it's that thing that takes it to, yep. like, the but um bum kind of. Yeah. I actually love you popping in because you think here's your opportunity to show you that my idea is better than your idea. The nap yeah. time button is the thing is that very, makes it a little sure. sitcom <laughs> where it's, it's a grown man is, like, getting told by his daddy it's nap time. It's, nap so time. it's yeah. still funny. But yeah. it, it is it is a little more of our sitcom moment yeah. than we're used to getting. Yeah, I mean, this this, this episode just feels very... It, in, in some ways, it's almost too uh, rhythmically perfect. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's too tight. It's by it's the like book. The, this, yeah. this sort of like, boom, optical flip and then set up. And it's like, it's great. But yeah. what I like about Boy Meets World is that it often has these weird rhythmic moments that kind of break from that. And you're like, oh, that's a, you know, that's a joke that goes on a little mm-hmm. on too yeah. long. Or, you know, it's like weird syncopated rhythms and stuff that like, that this one just felt very tight. It felt like, yeah. oh, perfect. Okay, you did the thing. Um, and this is a perfect example of that. It is. It's very succumbing. Okay. But yeah, I, I still, it worked for me, but it was still yeah. very, yeah, I, got, I felt that same. Mm-hmm. It was almost like, um, you know, again, I go to the kids on the stairs and some of the reactions we yeah. had. It's, it's, yeah, or, or this, it's like a perfect triangle of, yeah. you know, you in the middle and Stepman yep. and then them. Yeah. It's, yeah. Alan tells Amy he's looked at every possible job opportunity and this makes the most sense. Amy scoffs, telling him, this isn't about making sense. This is about spending the rest of your life doing what you want to do. Alan explains, I want to run my own store and I want you to be happy for me. He asks if Amy's behind him on this decision and she says, no. Alan walks away dejectedly and tells her, thank you for your support. But I love that she's not supporting him because she knows he won't be happy. That's yeah. the whole, like, it's it's not, hey, I'm, I'm not going to support you because I'm yeah. just not going to support you or or I'm feeling vindictive, so I'm just going to shoot down your idea. It's like, no, you're not. I know you well enough. You're not exactly. going to be happy. 
and it's obvious here, but she makes it even more clear in this next scene in the Matthews backyard. Alan is setting up a sleeping bag and Amy jokes, one little disagreement and you're walking out on me. Alan pokes back and I'm taking Eric. A couple of nights under the stars, a little hiking through the woods, some fishing. That's where I do my best thinking. I got to try and figure out what to do with the rest of my life. Amy admits she would never stand in the way of something Alan really wanted. Alan tells her this isn't about what he wants to do. This is about his responsibility to this family. He feels completely helpless. Amy assures him he only feels helpless because he's stuck. And it's all right to take a risk. Mm. She won't support this Rapid Mart idea because it won't make him happy. And she can only support Alan's happiness. And this is one of those times where it was a great parent scene mm-hmm. out of the kitchen or the living room. Yep. They're in the backyard. And I absolutely love the supporting the concept of we support you taking a risk. You don't have to go off of just, well, what about my responsibility? How will Mm -hmm. I make sure that immediately I have money that I can count on coming in? It's okay to take a risk if it's going to mean lifelong happiness. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just love that. I love them having this their, this story and her presenting yep. that idea yeah. to him. That there are Me values too. beyond just making money, too, and having yeah. a job, Correct. right? And that, sh- that, that, that he, of course, knew that when he quit the job, right. but now is feeling the pressure, and, and she's panicked. going to then be the one to say, Let, let's hold out for, for let's what, remember what, to, why let's you did this. Let's solve the real problem. Yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. we're not going to just put a Band-Aid on this situation, um, which I think so many people fall into that trap. You know, sure. whatever the issue is, but it's particularly when it comes to jobs, like, yeah. it's like, oh, I just, you get scared, you know, you want the money, you want the whatever, the security, you just go right into the role that is easiest for you instead of taking the bigger risk. Yeah. Yep. And then it's you look lesson. up and 45 years has gone by and you've been at the same job. That happens totally. a lot. So yeah, tough. And then we're in the science research building. We know that because the sign outside the school this, says it. This science is the most random research building. Ever. But it's just again sci- a new set. It's just science. I know. That's great. It's like, but I mean, think about how much they put into this scene for you this know. one. For what for is this, this a two-page scene, two and a half-page scene? Joke, well, yeah. So Danielle can have a part in the yeah. episode. First of all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> something. Like, Although, why couldn't it be more of something like you guys could have been hatching this plan? We could have been in the school hallway, but to build. Now, this set probably didn't cost a whole lot of money. No, but the, you know, the costumes have three extras, extras featured and extras, yeah. and, a, well, and a, sl- a lot of slime. Well, one two, of them, two extras. And one of one. them is our dear Maddie Nelson. Matt oh, Nelson. Is it? I didn't was even notice. He brought yeah. in the shampoo. He's Matt Nelson. Yeah. Oh, yep. yep. Matt Nelson so, brought it in. Oh, gosh. It was. Yeah, me too. Him, I was like, oh, my God. That's so, Me too. And it yeah. was so wonderful to see him. And he looked great. And it just filled my heart with so much love. Me too. So Corey and Sean are sitting in chairs wearing capes as Topanga tries convincing Corey that taking part in a research study is a ridiculous way to make money. If she need, if he needs cash that bad, she'll just lend it to him. And I cannot stand the sound of my voice. It's mm. just so really? bad. And in these moments, it's when I really now totally understand what Michael was telling me because I remember him telling me all the time, lower your voice. Lower your voice. Wherever your voice is coming from, that's not where your voice should come from. It sounds like it's, and I was just always like, but I'm not, I'm not doing anything with my voice. This is just what my voice sounds like. But I hear it and I go, please lower your voice. Yeah, it's not, it's, it. it's, you know, I, I, I know what you're talking about, but to me, it's not so much like a tone or high, it's not about the pitch. It's more about um, 
coming from a place of like weakness because 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 you're adding energy to a scene. Yeah. But if you're at if you're coming over top of it and you're coming up from a higher place, yes. it's not as compelling. It's it's more it's more like annoying or coming. It it doesn't feel real. You know when right. you're really coming from a place of like. This is it's so de- right. dumb. Right. Yeah, that but is so exactly like that, what it is. To give the note that it's about being too high is like completely backwards to me because the note should be, where's the intention coming from? Is it coming from a place of strength or is it coming from a, you know, and I, I, yeah, like there's a way to give that note to make it, to get the result that you want, which You're is right, to be more because like. I never knew literally never understood that that's what he was talking about. And I didn't even realize watching the scene that that's what was bothering me about it. But I'm, I'm pushing. I'm I'm going up here. Please don't do this. And it isn't at all. Oh man. And it isn't, it isn't good. It feels like bad acting because you're right. It's coming from a, um, it's coming. It's coming from the wrong intention. Uh, yeah, well, there, I don't know what the intention is. The intention yeah. is to just be in conflict with Corey and to be right. telling him not to do this thing. And and I mean that's not just it's bad writing too. Or you know, like there's a way to make this work, I think, and to have you be in conflict with him, but from a place that's not just telling him what to do and coming. You know, it's, yeah. And like, I, think I, I can't playing... remember what you're saying. You can't remember what you were saying because there's no argument there. It was just up no. oh, Topanga's against this. Okay. Yeah, and I think I was coming, I think I was reading it like, they're about to do it right now. I have to stop you. This is my only second to stop you. As opposed right. to, look at me. Right. This is a bad idea. Right. You don't need right. to do this if you right. need it. So anyway, you're right. It's, but to me, right. it just came across because I know Michael always told me to lower my voice. To me, it was like, right. oh gosh, that voice is annoying. Anyway, <laughs> Corey, after a little look from Sean, tells her, Sean says, I've got to learn to provide for myself. Topanga responds, then get a real job. Corey looks at Sean again, who urges him to say his next line. Sean says, I'm in no position to pay taxes right now. I love this. So good. <laughs> I love how worldly Sean is about oh, his yeah. issues. Yeah, mm-hmm. here are the problems. You have to be unemployed because you can't pay taxes. <laughs> I just love it. He's, he's so in. Sean points to the lab techs. These guys don't even know. These guys don't even want to know our real names. Topanga says they're both lunatics. And Corey responds, we'll see what you think after we get our hundred bucks. And Topanga's shocked. Just for testing out a new shampoo? Corey yells, yep, but whispers to Sean, you sure there's nothing to worry about? Sean assures him, it's shampoo. They only test it on humans so they can say they don't test it on animals. This is very much like- Can we just talk about hair obsession? No. Two in a row. The science experiments we could have done. It's hair. Back to hair. Right after the episode we did of a haircut. Like we are just, man, there's hair on the brain. Hair on the brain. Absolutely. It's so intense. Big hair obsession. Then oh Matt Nelson alert. Yay. A man in full biohazard gear comes out of the lab holding a beaker full of green liquid with a pair of tongs far away from his body. But then he drops the beaker on the floor and the green substance starts to smoke. <laughs> then the biohazard man, a.k.a. our very own Maddie Nelson, runs away terrified as a loud alarm sounds throughout the building. Sean and Corey look at each other freaked out. So uh, that was the Matt Nelson appearance that I just love. Maddie Nelson. We're back in the Matthews backyard. Eric and Alan are returning from camping, and Eric beams that this is what they need to do with their lives, become mountain men. Alan asks, what do you think that pays? Feeney's in his yard and yells over, ah, the intrepid woodsmen returning to the safe harbor of suburbia. Did you bag any trophies? Alan brags, you bet we did. Eric got a fish. Now, your backpack looks like it weighs exactly half a pound. Like, I love, <laughs> well, it is, I love I that you have, it's like overloaded. And I'm then you just, just like strong. Pop, pop it no, off. Very, very strong. I don't <laughs> want to bring up this conversation again. Oh, it's been 
beaten to death at this point. But where are they coming from? I know. Where are they coming from? Uh, behind the side of Phoenix house? Coming from a way house? where camera can see, can see them. I know, but it's like, it doesn't make, it's, it's just like, where are yeah. you coming from? It does, I don't no. get it. So I know. Well, also, we know that the car, even in the same episode, Corey was looking out the door downstage toward right, camera for right. my car. So their car is parked over there on the right. other side. And that's where it, the minivan was when they would look at that, too. Yes. Right. That, so. so where that's all. And I was well, like, I'm not going to bring it up. up the I'm other not going to bring it up. On the other side. You're right. I know. Listen. It's, it's whatever we need it, it needs to be. to be exactly it's the yard it's the well, yard That's what exactly i noticed right. was the lovely lighting in this oh. scene. Do you didn't notice oh, this danielle a nice, I vi- a nice maybe... violet light oh, that it's, didn't it's look too orange. dark it's more orangey yeah sunset like yeah they are trying mm-hmm. to i think yep. it's evening right is the idea it, yes it, i think so too yeah. twilight but they, they and they to make it look yeah. nice and rosy yeah yes. and it's beautiful. i remember too mm-hmm. i think we did one take of this and then michael was like give them beards so oh. we went back uh, and they you saw there's like makeup rusty and i both had like oh i thought there was makeup. dirt makeup because there's no, also I did like too. There's, there's dirt all over your clothing which is never like, mentioned because apparently yeah. when you camp you also just roll around in, in dirt Yep. Um, but yeah, we came, so we came in and we had the, do. the beards put in, uh, so you can see we've got like, both oh, that's so stubble. funny. I also yeah. thought it was just dirt on their yep. face. Like they, yeah, yep. they haven't showered since they've been Those are beards. Those are beards. So Eric pulls out a mason jar with a tiny goldfish in it. Feeny squints. I imagine he put up heck of a fight. <laughs> Eric reveals, I was actually just filling up my toothbrush cup. He kind of just swam right in there. <laughs> I swam right in there. <laughs> And Amy then walks out to greet the boys, and she notices how refreshed Alan seems. Did sleeping under the stars point you to a new career? Alan admits, I don't know what I'm going to do for the rest of my life, but nothing can give me half the satisfaction I get waking up next to that beautiful Cedar Lake. I really thought he was going to say, waking up next to my beautiful wife. (laughs) And then he went directly to the beautiful Cedar Lake. And I was like, right, right, sure, sure, the Cedar Lake. I'm sure it's gorgeous. (laughs) Beautiful place. Beautiful place. Feeney comments, shame you can't capture that somehow and keep it on your desk. Alan tells Amy, the only thing wrong with this weekend was that you weren't there. He begs her, let's go up again next week. You come too. Feeney adds, might I suggest, for the sake of communal bliss, that you outfit yourself with one of those two-person sleeping bags that are currently on discount at Kimball's. (laughs) Alan smiles saying, George, you rascal. How do you know about those? Feeney tells them, I go camping. I don't fish. You do the math. Feeney is GTM. Double sleeping bag Feeney. What? That's what they call him. Double sleeping bag. Do you think he's going with the dentist? Yeah, he's DTF in the woods. Yeah, he takes a salad, heads up in the woods. He's alone with a salad and a double sleeping bag, cuddles with his lettuce. Oh, God, it changes the title for I Don't Want to Wash Lettuce Anymore. Oh, God, it just changes the title. (laughs) That's a horrible thing. How did you do it? God, it does. This this scene from like, well, this entire scene, I guess, because I was going to say from here on is just such set up, like exposition set up exposition. And it's like they they try and do it with a little Feeny sex joke. (laughs) It's like it's all just like, okay. Let's just lay this out. You all see Feeny it being Feeny. Feeny oh. being Feeny. But no, it's just like setting up. Maybe there's a wilderness store. I know the guy at the wilderness store. There's that I wilderness know. store that's closing yeah. down, down the street. Let's go check it out. doesn't <laughs> say it's closing down. I no. know, but you could just feel it coming. Every, no, and you're just you like, why are we talking it, about this? Why is this a scene? You no. didn't. I didn't know. I was in the show, and I didn't remember. They no, this you. I, no, you, you only see it coming, writer, because you know, oh, that's probably the store. I know. 
I know. But it there's also no not. conflict in this scene. Like, Amy and, and Alan are not, and there's no longer any conflict between the two of them. So there's nothing driving the story for it. So it's literally just exposition to set up whatever. Because it's a weird scene. When you're sitting here like, we just did this. We didn't feel this way about that. You know what also makes you feel this way about that? Uh, another store that you'll go to in the next scene. It's just <laughs> right. like, okay, let's just get to it. Yeah. So I, <sighs> I was over it. Have you eaten anything yet this morning, Ryder? Yeah, I have. Okay. okay. I ate breakfast this morning. Okay. Intentionally. <laughs> and okay. had an extra half a cup of coffee before we started. Because I knew you so were going to So this is you at your best. <laughs> <laughs> this is you at your happiest. Okay, good. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. He said anything about happy. Best is grumpy. <laughs> okay. I love you. Okay. <laughs> So, this is the day. This is on the same day you found your grappling hook. Yeah, I yesterday know. I found the grappling hook. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was that's oh, the we day we should have recorded. <laughs> I mean, it looks like a murder weapon when you really, really think does. about it. It's like it really I'm just gonna does. hold it up whenever you guys are mean to me. Na 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 na. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway. Uh, so the crowd gives some big old hoots and hollers for Horned Up Feeny, and he says, yeah. anyway, <laughs> I, was, I was down there this morning having a talk with my old friend Ed Kimball, who's having some kind of sale. Why mm. don't you pop over there and tell Ed I sent you? Alan knows Kimball's. It's one of his favorite stores. <laughs> Just then, Corey walks out asking if there's any update in their current situation. Alan points out that there is. This weekend, they're going up to the mountains and they're going to sleep on the ground. Corey groans, oh, we've lost everything. We've lost everything. <laughs> and then we're in Chubby's. Corey grabs a burger from the counter and he sits down ready to devour it. Sean comes running down the stairs asking Corey what he's doing. Corey panics and he hides the burger and thought Sean would be doing his little puppet show downtown, which always brings in the cat. I love cash. that. It's just this random life it. of Sean's we don't know anything about. Yeah. This scene, by the way, is like just for the jokes. Like this is like one of those we, we rarely have on the show where it's like literally just just for funny because there's no real like resolution or I don't it's just us being Corey and Sean together and it's yep. funny but it also doesn't make much sense because nope. why is he not allowed to eat meat <laughs> I think because it's expensive expensive yeah I so think it's okay I, if, if, you're uh, teaching him how to be poor he it's has real to food you have yeah. meat right. you have so to live on is corn okay. and bread <laughs> right I wish that had been a little clear because I was like, wait, did they have some sort of vegetarian pact? What, I, I know. Well, I thought of that because I knew you were a vegetarian. So I was right. like, oh, is there a, is there a right or strong I, vegetarian You know where I thing? think it is, I just wanted the line like, you ordered food in a restaurant? Right. right. And yeah, it yeah. was meat? Yeah, like, you know, you if go. it was that, those like three steps, but instead it was like, how dare you eat meat? And it went right, right to there. I was like, oh, wait, did I miss something? Why? Right. Whereas if I it was like, the same you thing ordered first too. food, yep. you paid money for that. Exactly. We're supposed to be in the dumpster right now. Like that would have made <laughs> yeah. sense. You right. know, like, but anyway, either way, Ben is hysterical in this oh, scene. God, and, so like, and he could tell that we're just having fun. Yeah, Oh, it's like, you guys oh, are having no. a blast. Oh. Although, thank God, I'm glad that he ordered the burger that you always get that always comes cut in half. <laughs> Which yeah, I know. <laughs> the, I pre -cut, the pre cut I in half know. burger. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. 
Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. We talk a lot about moms on this podcast and how important they are to us. Absolutely. Without Jen Fischel, what pictures would we post on our social media? But above and beyond all the incredible mom things they did for us, laundry, dinners, let us travel to Los Angeles alone to chase our dreams of acting. Will, what, what else was your mom doing? Uh, my mom was also running all three courts in Connecticut while authoring books. Wow. Well, whether your mom was a legal trailblazer or just the greatest source of inspiration and care in the world, this Mother's Day, she deserves some flowers. You are right. And that's why I'm sending mine farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And while I'm teaching you things, how about 25% off your entire Books order so you can join us in treating our mothers to a beautiful arrangement? Love it. Here's why I like the Books company. They are different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano. That's really cool. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Your mom is unique, so she deserves flowers just as special. And Books is simple. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code WORLD for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com promo code WORLD. Books promo code world. When it comes to Pod Meets World, we're synonymous with two things watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. Say teched out again. Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose. Well, either way, the Hyundai Ionic 5 is a tech-forward electric SUV. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve, forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia. And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. Backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. So Sean repeats, what are you doing? Corey reveals the burger. It's not mine. I found it. It's not like I paid for it. Sean reiterates in a slow, angry tone. I said, what are you doing? <laughs> Corey starts to break down and cry, admitting he's eating meat. And meat. Meat. <laughs> ben is at peak, peak Ben. Yep. yep. 
Sean responds, you disgust me, man. Corey pleads, but I like meat. It's my parents' fault, Sean. They raised me. They gave me an allowance. Sean tries comforting him. My dear, sweet Corey, there's no shame. There's two types of people in this world. People like you who always manage to get by and people like me who are lucky enough to have people like you in their lives. So good. Corey thanks him and says, you want half? Sean gladly takes it. It's how the poor survive. And then they clink their burgers together in a cheers. So cute. Such a random but fun B storyline, you know? It's, it's so just great. Yep. Useless. Teach me to be but poor. Great. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Useless awesome. but fun. Yeah. Yep. And then we're in Kimball's more insane, wonderful set design. New All set alert. Money, new set alert that sticks around. Gorgeous. Yeah. Absolutely gorgeous. And I can't wait to see. I don't think I ever got to act in this set. Really? I have no memories of acting in the set. So I don't, I don't think either. I'm ever, I don't think it Sean ever appears here. A huge, deep, multi-leveled set. I mean, I remember we were yeah. we did episodes where we shot just around the rock climbing wall. We did episodes yeah. where we're going up the back stairs. I mean, it was wow. like, this was a big deep yeah, set. Yeah, it's well designed. It's yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah it it's cool. very cool. So Eric is testing stuff out, telling Alan, this is nothing like our fishing rod. The aforementioned store owner, Ed Kimball, tells him, that's a McMillan. Alan adds, top of the line, my boy, now put it down, gently. Ed is impressed by Alan's knowledge of fishing gear, and Alan introduces himself as a friend of George Feeney. Ed says, yeah, he likes the little chats they have. He just wishes Feeney would buy something once in a love while. Love this. Love this yep. runner, by the way. That two of them together. Cheap Feeney. Cheap Feeney who just talks and talks. and oh. talks and oh. doesn't buy oh. anything. And, oh, <laughs> I, love, I just yes. I love, love other love perspectives it. on Feeney where he's not just the authority, but also kind <laughs> yeah. of like, you know. Like it's like a janitor bud in him. You know, it's like exactly. a little, little side relationship <laughs> that I can love. Yeah. I do too. Corey points out a huge kayak in the store, asking Alan how cool it would be on the lake. And Eric adds, not nearly as cool as this tent. Check this out. He reads a tag that claims it can survive winds up to 100 miles an hour. Morgan pops out of the tent. I'm not going. Alan compliments Ed. He has all the best toys at his store. As the boys peruse the goods, Amy thanks Ed for indulging her husband. He really loves this store. Ed can see that, and it looks like their kids do too. Eric climbs approximately one foot up a fake rock wall, announcing, I can see men's sportswear from here. <laughs> I don't like heights. Uh, there we go. You climb, yeah. <laughs> it's a really wonderful store, Amy continues. How long have you had it? Ed explains, well, it's been in the family for about 47 years. I was going to leave it to my son, only I had a daughter, and she married an orthodontist and moved to Palm Beach. It's actually up for sale. He wants to spend some time with his grandchildren in the South. Ed admits, you know, I was just mentioning this to George Feeney the other day. Amy responds, oh. realizing the setup. Oh, so it was Feeney had a plan. Right. I didn't know that. I wish there you was more exposition. Yeah, no. <laughs> we should talk about it more. Maybe bring it out to the surface. Highlight it a little bit. Highlight I loved it. it. Underline it. <laughs> me too. I loved it. Gave me chills. Feeney mentioned you were having a sale. She looks over at Alan, who's admiring some lanterns, and asks Mr. Kimball, I know it's none of my business, but did you make a good living from this place? And he says, some years are better than others, but if looking forward to coming to work every day was any indication, then I've done very well. Oh, I wanted him to pick up a snow globe of Cedar Lake right at that moment and be like, right. and here I have Cedar Lake Captured, right on my desk. Right on my desk. Cedar Lake. Right on my desk. I just have this little snow globe of, I don't know if you've heard of it, Cedar Lake. <laughs> it's a good rewrite. And Amy nods. I suppose you have all your buyers lined up. Ed says, there's been a few nibbles, but it's always been a family business, and he wants to keep it that way, even if it's not his family anymore. Amy looks over at her whole family, staring at an array of lanterns, deciding which one to get for their camping trip. Eric and Corey are arguing over which one is better, even though they are the same lanterns. 
when Alan points that out, Corey responds, this is why I plan to be an accountant. <laughs> That's why I plan to Great. be an accountant. Great. Awesome line. <laughs> so cute. Alan brings the lantern to checkout and says they better leave before they buy up the whole store. Amy smiles. I already did. Alan laughs. 30 like second contract? Yeah. Like, what is that? What is she handing over? It's a handshake contract. Okay, but she, they hand over a notebook, right? Like, there is something passed from Amy Written to down. him as they come over. It's probably like, those check? things you do in movies where you go, make me your best offer, and you go. And, and you slide it across. And yeah. you slide it across, and, yeah. that, and you go, done. It's like, that's literally what yeah. it was. I, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, How much do you think the store cost? She apparently checked about their too? bank accounts right uh-huh. before they left well, and yeah, was they, aware of what they had. And how mm-hmm. they would do it, yeah. It's also probably not cheap, uh-uh. right? I mean, no. Even mid nineties, you're, buying, you're a business, buying a whole store, yeah. yeah. And you're you're account you're buying like the inventory that's in there that's yeah. already been paid for. What about the building itself? Are you is that what she's buying, or is it just mm, the business? Probably. And she then knows she's, that's a rental. She's got the probably back, a rental. She's so got there's the a there's a the business story, has a yeah. lease. Yeah, and yeah. she was a, she was a real estate agent, so she'd know let's how say to get through all that stuff. Cheapest it could be. Half a million dollars? That's what I was thinking. Half I was thinking dollars. probably half a million to a million, yeah. Yeah, that's the cheapest Jensen it can be. Which seems you... to think $200,000. I don't what? think so. Wilderness store in Back Pennsylvania? Not with, a Mac- not with a Macmillan inside. Yeah, with the Macmillans? I mean, come on. <laughs> okay. And the but tents? You, you know, but that's a, that's a sizable business loan. You a have quarter to, to a half a million dollars. Yeah, well, you have to say. She says for the down payment, they have to tap into Eric's college fund. So what do which you think they perfect. have in Eric's college fund? I mean, fifty grand. Yeah, if it's as, right I mean, back then, fifty grand would pay for two Your books. years of yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, maybe two years of college, right? Yeah, yeah. Maybe so, well, if you go to a state school, could pay for all of college, right? You know, for that, which Eric for probably that. would. Maybe they wouldn't even have fifty grand in there. I mean, he's a grocer; she does everything. Um, wow. yeah, know. you know, it's it's but financially. If she mentions down payment. They are yeah. getting a loan. Yes. So there are to, still obviously. terms to this deal that sure. need to be worked out. They're, yeah. they're, it probably needs to be appraised, this business. Sure. Yeah. But sure. they have agreed that in their principle. family, in principle, their yeah. family is going to take over this Kimball's yes. family business. I like totally. it. Ain't gonna spray. Ain't gonna spray lettuce no more. Do you know there were titles of reference to a song, Ain't Gonna Study War No More? Do you guys what? know? No. 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 I think that's what the reference is. I, I ain't going to spray lettuce no more is a reference to a classic uh, oh, really? song, folk song. I ain't going to study war no more. Yeah, it's like, huh. well, down by the riverside. If the person who wrote the, the script is to be trusted at all, you're mm-hmm. wrong. Okay, I wrote to Mark Blutman last night because I Great. also wanted to know, is uh-huh. is the title in reference to something? Because I had seen when I Googled, I ain't gonna, in, to yeah. see what else came up. That folk song came up. A couple different yeah. things came up. He said, no special meaning, just felt it was what Alan was feeling. And then he said, I think this is the episode with the job expo. We had cake, dress up as the opportunity carrot, and then I ended up cutting it out. And here's a picture of Blutman and Buskang and Manel dressed in a carrot costume. Oh, <laughs> the opportunity. Jeez. <laughs> oh, that's and, so funny. And then it apparently got... Cut out. Oh like yeah. The See, op- they were riffing on so many different yes. jokes they had on the idea a of blast like yes. this week. So they cut up the carrots. Thank they you. Very much. I bet you the title was Michael, and it came from because th- yeah. he would know the folk song. And you there's think? no way. Yes, I ain't gonna spray lettuce no more. Yes, yes. it's a reference. To I ain't gonna study war no more. Maybe yeah. you are probably right. Alan laughs. Looks like my whole family likes your store. Ed corrects him. It's not his store anymore. Your wife just bought it. Amy mm-hmm. says the man's store was up for sale, so I bought it. Alan is shocked. You can't just do that. 
Ed confirms she just did. In a reasonable manner, we came to terms. Mm-hmm. Alan pulls Amy aside, telling her, I understand what you're trying to do, but you just can't. And Amy stops him. I can't what? You owe me a big decision, buddy. One that affects this whole family. Well, you're standing in it. Eric and Morgan are in shock. And this is where what Will's talking about. You guys all climb up the <gasps> stairs and you actually oh, have yeah. your mouth open. It was like Christmas morning. Yeah. You guys are just in a chorus yeah, line. It yeah, was very yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. picture yep. perfect postcardy. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Eric and Morgan are in shock hearing this. Corey grabs a big jar of beef jerky and asks Ed, so this is all my beef jerky? <laughs> Which is great because then the meat thing does come back. <laughs> so funny. It's still there. He doesn't so, have to worry about it. I already right. own this beef. <laughs> so the beef jerky. I have a story. I have a, oh. a, a I have a beef jerky story. Oh, I tell I me the beef. This, yeah. Oh, the wait. <laughs> that, oh my gosh, I kind of remember the story. Please explain it. Oh my gosh, this is so. Funny. So the beef jerky is sitting on the table. First of all, you can if you watch it throughout the scene, it keeps moving. Okay. So the label is one way, then it's another way, then it's this way, then it's that. Because way. you guys keep picking it up. Keep picking, picking it up. Keep picking it up. Pick yeah. it. So Ben, we're like Ben, eat eat some of the beef jerky. He's like, I'm not eating the beef jerky. I don't know how long it's been there. I'm not eating the beef. We're like, Ben, eat, eat some of the beef jerky. He's like, I'm not going to do it. So Rusty walks over. He goes, what? You're not going to do? And he opens the beef jerky, pulls out a stick, takes a big old sloppy bite, rips one in half, throws it back into the jar of beef jerky, and then shakes it up. So now there's one in there. Oh, so it's touched everything else. It's everything. So <laughs> he then goes, what's the matter, Ben? Don't have the guts to do it. So Ben's like, oh, yeah. And he reaches in. Grabs the stick himself, takes a giant bite, and it's exactly the stick Rusty had just eaten, and he bit into Rusty's slobbery, like the same spot. And he's like, and throws the thing away, and we lost it. I mean, we laughed for a half an hour. He like he had an giant thing, and he grabbed exactly the the slobbery one that Rusty had had and shoved it in his mouth. Oh my god, it was so funny. (laughs) I will never forget that. Oh, it was great. That's good. So Eric responds, hey, dad, how great is this? I'm going to be working for you. Amy tells him, I'm glad you feel that way because we're going to have to tap into your college fund for the down payment. Eric asks, hey, dad, how great is this? You're going to be working for me. Amy laughs, (laughs) how about partners? Eric says, that's even greater. Even greater. It was like that kind of, those kind of responses. Yeah, even greater. Yeah. (laughs) Alan admits to Amy he still doesn't know about all this. Amy asks, what's not to know? Are you afraid you're going to be happy? Now you look around, and if you can tell me from your heart that none of this is going to make you happy, then we will walk out that door and we will discuss something else. And in this moment is when I notice that Ben is still walking around with the jar. It's jerky. Beef jerky. jerky. (laughs) Yep. Alan responds, no, I believe the deal was that I don't get to discuss your decision, right? Amy nods and says, that's right. They kiss, and Alan thanks her. You heard the lady. Wrap it up. And I know it's a little sitcom-y, but I think it's so... Sweet. I love it. And it's yes. so sweet and it's so beautiful. And I was so happy that this whole thing ended up being Amy's doing. And yep. it was a nice little ribbon throughout the episode that she mm. was going to get to make a decision to pay him back. And that the way she ended up paying him back was by making a dream come true yeah. that he didn't and even know he had. And now and they I just have to really qualify like for the loan. Exactly. <laughs> Family TV show, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and then we're back and. Kimball's for the tag. Ed is teaching Alan and Eric about accounts payable and receivable and assures them it shouldn't, they shouldn't have a problem. Eric nods, pretending like he can handle it. And then, to his relief, Alan says they're going to hire someone. We'll hire someone. Then, Feeney walks in and Alan quickly welcomes him to our new shop. Feeney genuinely congratulates Alan and asks if he can browse a bit. Alan says, of course, pick something out. You'll be our first sale. Ed rolls his eyes and comments, not likely. Love it. Love I it. do, too. 
Feeney curmudgeonly shouts, $18 for socks? Come on, man. It's so great. It's what we always think of when we think of the azaleas. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. It's Come just, on, man. Put that man. on, man. man. Come on, man. So gorgeous. Kimball argues back, they're thermal, they're double layered, and they're fully moisture proof. Mm-hmm. Feeney spits back, they're $18 and they're socks. I'm a teacher, not a heart surgeon. Which is a Eric. great callback from him. that's who, what he played in St. Elsewhere. He played a heart oh. surgeon. Yeah. Oh. So that's the, that's the joke is that it's he was so a surgeon. It's so perfect and, that yep. you're the TV expert around here. <laughs> yep. And I'm going to be the sock expert. There's no such thing as moisture proof. Moisture wicking is what right. you want. Moisture from your wicking. You want yeah. it to wick the moisture away from your skin. So. All right. Okay. If it were moisture proof, you could never wash it. No. Just not- no. Yeah. Yeah. What does moisture proof mean? That would be, right. uh, you That'd know. be bad. Well, you'd wear them wear like with your rubber sock. Yeah. <laughs> wear them with your suede hoodie. <laughs> Eric reroutes the conversation telling Feeney he'll show him some snowshoes Feeney asks why he would be interested in snowshoes and Eric whispers there are no snowshoes I he walks that. with Feeney it's so funny there I wanted no it to be a little more of a beat like more of Feeney being like oh god and then you guys walk <laughs> right. like a step, a step it would be better if you like had to like take him into a tent it's a like, tent how great we don't would have it be that much time like, <laughs> in a giant sweater do you see the sweater I'm wearing is like it's it goes to my huge. knees I know this is the biggest sweater I've ever seen look you like wear. a dress yeah <laughs> He walks with Feeney in distress saying, I'm an idiot. I don't know anything about numbers and accounts. I'm going to bring this whole store crashing down. We're going to end up living in a box in the park. Feeney responds, well, there are some socks over there that would keep you quite warm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Great joke. Great callback. Eric begs Feeney to tutor him. He needs to learn how to run a business. Feeney emphasizes Eric needs a full education. He wants Eric to be prepared. Eric asks, will you prepare me? Feeney obliges. Meet me at school and we'll work out a schedule. Great cheat to keep these characters together. Love it. Great cheat. We need this because there's no way they can let Eric out of the hallway with Feeney. Like you just need that. It's it's too well established. Yep. It is perfect. Feeney announces, I think I will buy that pair of socks. Ed's offended. Oh, sure. Wait till I sell the store. Then you buy something. Eric proudly holds up the cash. Here it is, dad. Our first sale. They tape the bill to the register to commemorate it. And I teared up. <laughs> I loved it. Yay. I was so happy. Uh, really, I really enjoyed this episode and um, even with its uh, little bit of sitcom-y comedic Me too. Moments, no. Season four. Really I mean, if the most criticism you can give a sitcom is that it's, it's sitcom-y? a sitcom. Yeah. <laughs> is that it's a yes. perfect beat by beat sitcom? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, not really right. criticism. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Uh, so thank you all for joining us for this episode of Pod Meets World. As always, you can follow us on Instagram, Pod Meets World Show. You can send us your emails, podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. And we have merch. Merch! <laughs> Seinfeld merch. There you go. Uh, worldshow.com. Join us for our next episode recap, which will be season four, episode four, Fishing for Verna. Ooh. I bet we get a Verna appearance. Ah, oh, we get to meet it originally aired. Yes. It originally aired October 11th, 1996. Uh, writer, send us out. We love you all. Pod dismissed. Ain't gonna spray. Ain't gonna spray lettuce no more. Pod Meets World is an iHeart podcast produced and hosted by Danielle Fischel, Wilfred L., and Ryder Straw. Executive producers Jensen Karp and Amy Sugarman. Executive in charge of production Danielle Romo. Producer and editor Tara Sudbach. Producer Maddie Moore. Engineer and Boy Meets World supervan Easton Allen. Our theme song is by Kyle Morton of Typhoon. Follow us on Instagram at Pod Meets World Show or email us at podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. 
especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. When I'm on my way to drop off the kids at school and I'm on about five hours of sleep and I haven't had my coffee yet, I'm truly one of a kind. Yeah, this sounds like the beginning of a horror movie. It is. But there is one thing I can do immediately to bring some comfort and calm to the situation and keep me moving forward. Eat Keebler Sandies. I like to think that if the good-looking guy was still around, sitting on the couch, comforting himself about not getting into college, he'd ditch the Cocoa Puffs and down some Keebler Sandies instead. Mixed with chocolate syrup? Ooh, why not? When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat to keep you going. Each Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie is baked to perfection by the Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth. The next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for Keebler Sandies shortbread cookies to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. When it comes to Pod Meets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago, and loving Hyundai. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to 303 mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. And as you know, we are tech heads. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. And with the available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only.